Welcome back to the Successful Driver Podcast presented by Aero Truck Sales. Thank you guys so much for listening. It's been a really fun experience for us here at Aero, getting to hear from a lot of different people, uh, both here at Aero and outside the industry. And we are lucky enough to be talking to some people outside of those Aero, Aero walls. Uh, really excited to hear from Daryl Wilson, founder and CEO of Wilson Logistics, and Kirk Wilson, the asset manager at Wilson Logistics. Daryl, Kirk, thank you guys so much for listening, for, for coming on. I, I'm really excited to, for people to kind of listen and, and hear from you. Uh, I do want to just start right off the bat, and we'll start with Daryl. Daryl, I want to kind of just hear a little bit about your industry background, your story in the trucking industry, how you got started from there. And just, just take it from there, my friend. Okay. All right, Ken. Uh, you know, it, it's not a lot. Uh, so I started in 1980. Uh, grew up in industry. My father was a driver. Um, you know, I wanted to uh, buy a truck, be an owner-operator, and, and hit the road. So I uh, couldn't drive uh, interstate uh, until you're 21. So when I got to high school, I went to work at the Kenworth dealer in Springfield and uh, knew that when I turned 21, I was going to get, get a truck and hit the road. So uh, early my 20th year, uh, we had a really good used truck hit the lot. And I thought, man, that'd be a great truck. I could just buy this thing and I'll hire a driver. And when I turned 21, boom, I'll hop on and go trucking. And I did. And uh, shortly after I turned 21, I had already had three trucks. And, you know, this was the day before, uh, you know, cell phones or any type of in-cap communication. So if you weren't near a phone, pretty tough to keep track of your trucks. So I rented a shop, worked on my trucks, worked on outside folks' trucks, and, and started from right there. Wow. And so from there on, what, what kind of progressed towards, you know, what you're at now with Wilson Logistics? What was the story from then to now? You know, uh, so obviously, 1980 deregulation hit. Uh, lots of uh, lots of growth in the industry. Lots of competition in the industry. Uh, you know, really a, a, a young new industry at that point with the change from deregulation. Um, so uh, it wasn't probably the easiest times. Uh, but I'd go up a few trucks and I'd go down a truck and grow a few trucks. And uh, through the 80s, I had, had my own authority and and I'd haul for some uh, for some brokers and a few direct customers and. Had some trucks leased to a small carrier around Springfield and and did that through the 80s. Uh, 1990 came along, early 90s came along, and I probably had 15 trucks or so. And uh, uh, Prime here in Springfield was really uh, setting things on fire, and, and I saw what they were doing and the freight network they had, and, and I took my 15 trucks over to Prime and leased them to them and uh, uh, became just an owner-operator for Prime. Uh, power only type guy, I guess is what you really call it. Um, we still have that. Uh, we still have that uh, operation in play today. Uh, it's wow. 450 trucks though instead of 15. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, and, and, and so in that operation, as a as a power only guy owner operator, you know, we felt like our job was to have a, a well maintained truck with a driver on it available to haul freight. And, and as long as we did that efficiently, uh, that's been a good model for us. We started, uh, we started down the road of acquisitions uh, in 2014 and started our acquisitions out west. Uh, the first one was in uh, Missoula, Montana. We did five of them in, in six years, and uh, that would be our drive-in uh, western operations. So in the west, in our drive-in operations, we have about uh, 600 trucks now. Um, of that 600 trucks, we have a group of western 11 uh, trucks. We have a, a heavy emphasis on the I-5. Uh, we have some regional trucks in the Pacific Northwest, Road Ridge, General Motor, uh, 
Most solutions we feel that our that our shippers might need. Man, that's that's a that's a phenomenal story there, and a, you know, a great. It's a great picture there, Kirk. How about you, man? What uh, what kind of what kind of uh, you know, what, what's kind of your story here in the trucking industry? So, uh, you know, I came along probably somewhere in the mid '80s too. So, uh, growing up, growing up in a trucking company family, um, you know, didn't need a babysitter. You know, all of us kids to work. We were probably detailing trucks and you know polishing aluminum, working our way up to tires and brakes and all that stuff. You know, as early kids. Um, so, really, not working in this industry was a thought that I had. Um, so pretty much grew up in a diesel shop, um, went straight to work for the company out of high school. Um, when I was 20, I moved into our operations department. Um, and that's where I spent most of my time um, dispatching, working with drivers, uh, doing some planning and some freight sales and, you know, all of that throughout the years. Uh, but basically operations. That's so that's kind of just been your career arc throughout here. And uh, you guys, your father and son do. I don't think I made that clear at, at the top of the at the top of the, the show. But um, I'm really excited to kind of get both of your perspectives because, you know, both of you have a lot of industry experience. It's probably manifested itself in, your, in a little different way. So um, I'll, I'll start with Daryl. I want to know from you, Daryl. We ask this to everyone. What do you think makes a successful driver? So a successful driver uh, is, is going to be the driver that completes his task, right? He's, he's going to be the driver that, that plans his day, is safe all throughout that day, manages his uh, shippers and receivers. He manages his, uh, his hours of service. He's managing his, uh, his truck. He's, he's, he's keeping it clean. He's keeping it maintained. Uh, you know, he's, it's a big job and, and that job goes his entire day. And the guy that, or gal that does every bit of that, and manages their day successfully, he's a successful driver. All right, Kirk, same question to you. We love to get different perspectives. Successful driver, what makes one? So, you know, I'm honestly going to say safety. A successful driver is obviously a safe one. He's getting up and down the road without any issues. But, you know, I just think the one that works hard, um, you know, gets everything done and is that go-to guy, whether he's a company driver and his fleet manager knows, hey, I've got a hot load. I need to get it on my best guy. You got to be that guy, um, owner operator. You know, you've got a broker that's got a special load. They're going to call you. Just be that go-to. That's great. Um, so I want to know your guys' role in the driver story, the truck driver story. You know, how what, how do you guys help find help drivers find success out on the road? Daryl, how do you help drivers find success out on the road? You know, so if you define success is what I just said earlier, then it's, uh, you know, as far as being safe, it's helping uh, with, with safety training, right? With uh, with a strong safety culture that, that supports them and, and creates a, a safe environment. Uh, you know, operations folks that are that are aggressive and, and uh, uh, make sure that, that delivery and pickup appointments are, are in line for them and set up so that they have the very least amount of time spent uh, as shippers and receivers as possible. Uh, someone really looking out for them and trying to make their tough day easier for them. So I want to follow up to that real quick. You kind of talk about a culture of safety uh, over at Wilson. So what what steps has, have you had to take 
that have really made a drastic, you know, um, imprint on, on the driver safety aspect of, of your industry here? So, so Ken, it's, it's just a complete safety culture uh, for me right through the company. We, safety is our highest calling. There's nothing more important than safety in our company. Uh, we're annually going to win safe uh, do win the safe fleet awards. It's it's just permeating, and, and everyone knows that we have to operate safe. And, and our drivers are on the road. If they tell us something's unsafe, it's unsafe. Uh, if we see someone needs some training or needs some help, or we see an area in the fleet that uh, we need some help in, you know, we'll uh, we'll start a, a serious training process right there. But we have ongoing training always. We have simulator training, uh, but really creating that safe atmosphere where everybody is on board for safety is a huge part. Okay, Kirk, same question for you. How in how your role, how are you helping dri- drivers find success? You know, what's, what's your responsibility? How are you helping that happen? Well, I wouldn't say this is, uh, you know, me specifically, but I think as a company, one thing that we've really focused on as we've grown is to create new opportunities for our drivers. You know, we're not just a one trick pony where, you know, you're going to come work for us. You're going to pull a reefer. You'll be gone for four weeks and then home for four days. You know, we can, we've got a great training program where we bring new people into the industry. Um, you know, good company positions available, lease options, power only options, uh, local positions, you know, really trying to fit the driver with the best thing for him. That's great. I, you know, I doing your doing research on you guys a little bit beforehand, seeing that, you know, you guys were, were, were selected as one of the, you know, best fleets to drive for, you know, you guys have laid out a lot of really, you know, valuable things, you know, as, as part of driver success, but what, you know, if, if you can name one thing outside of what we've kind of talked about here already, and if you can't, it's all good, but Daryl, I'll start with you. Why, why do you think you guys were just voted one of the best fleets to drive for? Oh, I feel like it's because our company recognizes that you know it starts and ends with the driver. They've got a tough job, and everybody in our company' job is to support that driver. That's great, Kirk. Same question. I think that we have the mentality that we have had that award a long time before. So every decision we make, it's what's going to continue to have people feel this way about us. What's going to make them want. No, that's great, guys. That's, it's really great to hear. And it's it's cool to kind of get perspectives from a variety of different, you know, even just regionally, there's, you know, there's just different flavors of perspective here. Um, and one of the things we always like to ask, and we're always curious about is, you know, just looking at the industry in general, um, there's always a lot of changes to this industry and, and it's always happening. It's continually happening and it, it manifests itself in a lot of different ways. And Daryl, I'll start with you. You know, you've you've got a you know a forty year history, forty plus year history here in the in the trucking industry. What has changed so drastically, and 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 what have been the big industry changes from when you started in the trucking industry to now? You know, it's not hard. It's hard not to say. Yeah, technology, right? And, and mm-hmm. we've been right technology for for over thirty years now. So you know, it's been with us for a long time, and it's it's probably changing and, and quicker today than ever. So I think it's absolutely the biggest change. You know, it increases the speed that we operate at. It increases the speed that business comes at us. Uh, it, it's changed the, the trucks that our drivers operate today. It's changed the support to the, it's changed everything. Talk, you know, you kind of talked a little bit about safety, Daryl. And, 
you know, technology and the trucks themselves has pr- provide a lot of safety. Is that something that you're taking a, a lot of consideration as you're purchasing trucks? It, it really is. Yes. Uh, uh, we have not many safety technology we don't like. Every bit of it has proven us to, to be, uh, to give us a solid return on investment and to give us a safer truck. Yeah. So the, 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 the safety features within trucks, you think just a, an overwhelming net positive for you guys based on, you know, the information and, and what you guys kind of have at your fingertips, overwhelming positive, or is that the case? No, it, it's overwhelming positive. And, and, you know, we, uh, we run close to hundred million miles a year and, and we watch our spec of our trucks very closely and, and what each spec does and, and technology that's available in our existing technology. And, and we feel that we get great value from it and our, and our drivers do too. No, that's great. Uh, all right, Kirk, same thing for you. You kind of have a different, little different perspective. You know, how has the industry changed drastically from your perspective from when you started to now? Um, I mean, technology is a huge one. And I think, you know, the the driver um, itself has changed. You know, whenever I was younger, it was very, very common to, you know, work with guys that were Vietnam veterans. And, you know, now I bet in our old fleet, we might have one. Um, so the, you know, the, the type of guy has changed a lot, a lot younger folks, especially with all the companies that are, you know, training drivers. And I right. think the drivers, as they get younger, are able to adapt more to that technology as well and, and even make it work better. Yeah. You kind of talked a little better. You talked a little bit about, um, you know, the, the, the changing demographics of the trucking industry a little bit, and you are kind of starting to see, you know, some younger drivers, get involved to hear a little bit more uh, in, in different generational gaps. What are you kind of noticing about the younger drivers these days specifically? Um, you know, what you do, what do you think motivates them maybe differently than, than guys 20, 30 years ago, Kirk? You know, I think 20, 30 years ago, there was probably more of a necessity, you know, it was, uh, you know, work my ass off all day on the farm or, you know, go out in a truck and I'm still going to be working just as hard, but, you know, probably more fruit to his labor. Um, today, I don't think it's probably near as much of a necessity. Um, life's a little bit easier. Um, but you know, they're entrepreneurs. Um, a lot of them, they want to get out there. They want to, they want to start their own business and, you know, trucking is a great way to do that. All right, Darrell, I want to ask you this, you know, this last year or so we've seen some drastic changes just in our country, uh, you know, due to the pandemic, you know, how has the pandemic affected Wilson? You know, what's, what, what, what are the big things that you've noticed about your industry? Maybe stuff you've learned about your company or, or things that have really, you know, changed, you know, how you guys operate. You know, the thing we obviously saw about our company and the whole industry and all our companies, you know, is it was very resilient, right? Look at the changes we went through last year in 2020. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, the same, uh, probably the same, uh, Things that hit our company, the same things hit every company, right? We had a serious loss of business. Uh, we had a ramp-up period after that. We had a serious loss of business. We had a, you know, a tough time to do business, an expensive time to do business. You know, it's a, it's a tough time to recruit. Uh, then still is today, but it was, we had a, uh, we had our, our training uh, classes. We cut 50% to social distance. So, you know, it was just in general, a, a tough year all along, but, you know, our industry did jump in there. Our drivers, uh, when things kicked in full gear and we needed them to deliver our essential goods, they jumped in and they performed and they trucked. And they trucked under very tough conditions and they didn't say a thing. They just kept working. It's it's really amazing to see the resiliency of this industry. And, and it's something, it's a trend that, you know, it, it shows up a lot when we're talking in this show. It's just, 
you know, how these guys respond in, in times of crisis when this country needs them the most. And I think it's across the board is just seeing all these guys step in and, you know, all these people, sorry, step in and, and really make a, a major impact in this country, being able to push through some extremely difficult times. Guys, they know they, they, know they can't stop. You know, they know what the job. Right. Yeah. yeah, no, it's true. It, it's it's. It, I always kind of thought, think about this, you know, it's the thankless, it's the most thankless job in the country. You know, it really is. And I don't think everyone realizes how much, you know, toilet paper, you know, or, you know, if, if you bought it, a truck driver brought it, you know, and, and we really, you know, we hope that, that they're getting recognition throughout this. And it's really cool to hear that's such a theme that shows up anyone we're talking to in the trucking industry. It really is. And that's just such a cool thing. And guys, I want to thank you for, for taking some time with us. Uh, it's really awesome to hear how, you know, how you're treating drivers and, and continued success. We wish you the best uh, moving forward here in 2021. Uh, thank you guys both so much for, for spending some time with us. Ken, thank you for having us on. I appreciate it. Ken, thank you. Absolutely, boys. Uh, that is going to do it for the Successful Driver podcast this week. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you to Daryl and Kirk Wilson from Wilson Logistics. Really enjoyed listening and hearing from them. We'll catch you.